Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and my guest today is Jeff Baker, the Chief Marketing Officer of Brafton, a Boston-based content marketing agency. In today's episode, we're going to talk about SEO, content marketing, and Brafton's approach to lead generation. Let's get the conversation started. Where did you Where did you grow up, man? Where was your Where was the the foundation? Yes, yeah, so I grew up uh, about an hour and a half north of San Francisco. So if you're like, you know, wine country, right? Basically, I'm like smack down in the wine country. You've got sub, like, uh, it's, it's kind of rural suburban types of neighborhoods. Nothing. Everybody makes fun of me. It's like, oh, you got electricity last week. That's, that's basically where I'm from. Where, where, what's the city? What's the, the city's called Rotert Park. Oh, I know where that's at. I went, I went to a country there. I do. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, I went there to go see uh, Tribal Seeds. This was about a year, year ago, year and a half ago. Yeah, I mean, I know exactly where you get there. Yeah, 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 that's not, yeah. it's not, I mean, you're not that, I mean, you make it sound like you're in the middle of like Pennsylvania or something like that. And you're like, well, people don't want the truth. They just want to be entertained, shit. Okay, well, there we go. Let's go. I didn't know you were going to call me out, all right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, this is, this is part of it. I mean, well, because I'm in Sacramento, so I'm like not, I'm not like an hour and a half from there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot you're yeah. right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the area. I'm in the area. So, how big is so your family growing up? How big is your family, and your in the commune that you lived in? It's a uh, <laughs> well, the commune I'm in now. My oh. my replacement family. There's about ten of us. Okay. Right? My my actual family. I've got. Uh, it's pretty small. We're all pretty local. We've got uh, pops in Petaluma, mom and Runner Park, <clears throat> and I've got twin brothers who are inexplicably six foot two. I'm five foot seven. I have no idea where that came from. I never get a straight answer out of anybody. So tell us an interesting fact other than the fact that your brothers aren't your brothers or somebody else's. But anyways, like give us an interesting fact, anything cool, fun growing up that you went through that you can tell us about? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I'm a weird dude, Shane. I'll tell you some st- stuff now. Like I whittle wood in my spare time. Actually, I like, did I'll see that. Wood. Did you? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I make make jewelry. I'm part of a um, I'm part of a race canoe team. You know, you get six people in a canoe, and you race against other people in canoes. It's like last of the Mohican style. So where do you do this at? Like, where do you race canoes? <laughs> like, I mean, I so get it like a, a river, but I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, Petaluma River. Um, wow. it goes out to the bay, it just goes really long. And so you just get out there with six people and, oh my God, it absolutely kills you. I am beat by the time I'm done doing that. Oh, I can imagine. How far is like the rail, like you're in a canoe, how far does it go? What's. Yeah, I mean, you can go, I think we've gone up to like eight miles or so, which, which doesn't sound that much, but you're dusted by the time you're over that. I mean, you come out of that canoe and your shoulders are shredded. You're just feeling like a monster. God, that sounds like seven miles too long Party. for me. But then obviously you guys go to Lagunit <laughs> afterwards and life is good again, right? You go out there and you, and you guys put well, on. I go there first here. and then I go there oh. afterwards. And, yeah. Now I can do eight miles. Okay. So I got to figure out the whole procedure first and then that makes more sense to me. So how did you, so what, I, I'm going to, where, so where did you go to college? Did you go to college in California as well? Yeah, I went to Sonoma. Well, I went to the Santa Rosa JC. Uh-huh. You know that. And then right across the street from that is Sonoma State University. Yeah, I mean, it is like the hippiest of hippiest college. Like, you, oh, yeah. Almost a requirement that you have to recycle your sandals at the end of the day. I guess. There we go. And that's, and that's good for the earth, right? Well, that's, that's all we care about. Good. And then how did you, the what did you, what did you go to school for? What was your degree? I went for marketing. Oh, I was actually one of the rare people that actually went, yeah, got the degree and then, and absolutely used none of it 
man. Like there is absolutely nothing in that market, in those textbooks that applies over to digital marketing. Isn't it crazy? I mean, but when did you graduate though? Let's say, let's, what year? Uh, I don't know. It took me a long time. I graduated like 10 years after high school. So, so Dude, I'm 34 did, now. It, it took me 10 years. <laughs> We're literally oh, like, yeah. I, Jesus. They called me doctor. But, we might have the same, we might have the same dad or something. Like I'm nervous to tell you what my dad's real name is. Cause we might have some really, I mean, look at Baker and Barker. I mean, there's just one letter missing. We could be, who knows, man. I know it's a lot of reality. I'm glad we're sitting down because it's just like, it's a lot to take in right yeah. now. Um, so how did you, I mean, how did you jump into the SEO space? Like what, what, how did that come about? Like, I mean, I guess what, what was your journey out of college? Right. So you're in, a, in you know, in Sonoma, which is awesome. Great wine country, hippies everywhere, you know, love, peace journey. So what, like, how did you jump into the SEO space? Like, did you jump, you know, bleed into San Francisco and start doing some stuff there? Or what was your journey? Totally randomly. I mean, it was, it was completely unintentional. So I, I joined a, I joined an agency. It was like a startup made up of McKinsey alums. So they're like um, mm. a bunch of business consultants. Consultants, right? yeah. Oh God, the most arrogant bunch. Of, so I was doing the internal marketing for them. And I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I came in all cocky thinking I was going to do like, you know, print guerrilla marketing on bus, at, on bus signs and all that crap, you know, and then quickly found out that marketing is digital marketing now. And uh, they, they put me to task doing some, I think it was like meta descriptions or something. This was years ago. This was yeah. like eight years ago or so. And I thought, damn, this is pretty cool. You know, pulling together spreadsheets of search volume, all that kind of stuff. And then from there, like I just kind of, at my work, worked on my own blog for about six months. <laughs> so I basically created my own website and just screwed around in there. You know, put Google Analytics in there, tested different combination of keywords targeting and different types of uh, content writing and um, just kind of learned as I went. And from there, it's just like, I love SEO because it's a perfect combination of like a little bit of math and psychology. You know, and it's like, it's a game. Yeah, just looking sure. in Google, you can see all these patterns and all these behaviors. It's like, it's like artwork, you know, and you can, you can start to figure out what people are thinking and why they're not thinking the things you want them to think, you know, yeah. and how to change it so that, um, so you can get them to do the things that you want them to do. So that really, that really called to me early on, just that combination that you can see the wins really, really easily. Well, it's funny. So that's because you're, you're obviously very much a creative, right? I mean, so that's what's like, that's what's interesting is like, I love talking to fellow people that do SEO because of like what their background is and what they do, right? Because people get into it for different yeah. reasons. I, I'm in, I like doing SEO stuff because I like, I like the competition of it, right? I like to be able to say like half the time it could be a keyword that I know somebody else is going after and if I could get number one for it. Then for me, it's just like, I feel better about it at night that I've just slapped, slapped somebody down to the number two spot, right? <laughs> of course, when I get slapped down to the number two or number three spot, I'm like, and you little bastards, I'm going to come back and I'm going to you know, spam you or I'm going to come after your family or something, right? I mean, because it's got to take it personal. <laughs> you want to dunk on them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's a, you know, it, it, it's an interesting thing. It's funny that, 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 because it is, SEO is a, it's a science, right? I mean, we we'll have the idea of when you're putting everything together of how you put that together and how you get people to react to that. So it is definitely, that is interesting. Yeah. So when, so you went from there, so you were working with all the, your super cool friends from McKinsey um, that you're probably still friends with. It sounds like today. Um, and then yeah, what did you, what was the, your Facebook friends for sure? Um, so what was the next step? 
So the next step from there was I moved on to Brafton where I'm at now and it's been about seven years or so. I started off as a, like an account strategist. So we were doing content marketing in the heyday of content marketing. Mm. Remember just volume, volume, volume. And it worked. These, these companies were getting, I don't even know, 10,000 words a month and it worked. And, um, my role was to like manage the account and to do the, do the strategy. So looking through the web analytics, looking through the keyword targeting, all, all the stuff that you would do in-house, but doing it for like 40 clients, right? Yeah. So from that point, it's just kind of, that was exactly where I wanted to be because it gave me an opportunity to see so many different sets of, of data. Like I've seen maybe 400 different Google Analytics accounts and different patterns of behavior. And you can mm. start to pick up like, What's, what's messed up, what's working well, what's not working well, that kind of thing. Downside is you have to work with clients, which is, you know. Heard about them. Not my favorite. Yeah, I heard about them a few times, huh? Yeah. You've got yeah. great clients. I've heard you've got the best clients in the world. Mine are, mine are super awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to all my clients that left, I'm glad you left, by the way. If you're listening to this, I'm glad you left. Yeah. I don't miss you at all because I found a better client that pays on time and loves me and understands the value in what I do. Sorry, it's <laughs> like a little commercial. I feel better. God, I feel better. That was like a good? moment. Yeah, Is I, there I'm any more just, you need? No, okay. I mean, I'm just. We can unpack anymore. We can. We I can just, go. I just blacked out for a second. I'm, I'm glad I came too because <laughs> I like literally just lost it, like little Irish lost it, and then I'm now I'm back. We're good. Yeah, I saw so, it. Your eyes kind of glazed over a little bit there. I, I don't even remember it. I'm not sure what happened. That's the reason why I do video on this too, so that I can rewind and go, "What happened?" Like, Shane lost it again on the <laughs> podcast. He, start crying. He gets real <laughs> emotional about when, especially when he talks about SEO and stuff. But so yeah. I think of Brafton, so you've been at Brafton for what, seven plus years now? Seven years. Yeah. So seven years, I was working with clients for about four years of some capacity. And then um, I moved in house and now I'm uh, officially CMO of the company. So I run, I'm fully in house. I just run the marketing for the company, but like really where I like to get to is, using the website as like a testing ground to try new things. And that's what I've done over the last couple of years. I just kind of use Raft.com as a testing ground, which works really good because it gets a lot of traffic and you can learn yeah. really quickly working on what's not working. So I've done quite a few SEO research studies, which has benefited me on one hand where I can get these things published on, like I have got published on Moz three or four times last year. And then yeah. a lot of that information we're able to incorporate into sales decks and yeah. we're able to get to, to pitch clients and answer different questions that they come up with. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, the content, so it's funny, we, we, as in myself have invested in content marketing about probably eight years ago. We started doing that. I mean, now yeah. we do a heavy content as well. Not as probably not as big as well. How big is Brafton? Like how many employees do you guys have around? I think we're around a hundred, 120 oh, okay. maybe. Okay. Like yeah, they're yeah. pretty pretty distributed, like similar to uh, yeah. Well, me most most people are working remote, but oh, not really? so most people are remote. I didn't know that. Yeah, most of what they do, they can do remote. You know, a lot of them are production people. They're you know writers, they're um, illustrators, yeah. videographers. Makes sense. Really, the only thing that pins you down in your seat is the videographers when they have to shoot something in the studio. Other than that, yeah. you do you, yeah, you could pretty much do it anywhere. That's awesome. And I was going to kind of ask you about that because obviously you're out traveling right now, right? And so getting work done and getting things done. I mean, I, my whole team's remote as well, right? I had a past company of 130 employees that was all in-house and I was like, I'll never do that again. So now it's nice because I can go anywhere. I can travel, I can do this and my team's all, you know, project management software and everything like that. It makes it easy to be able to, to get it going and, you know, you can access software anywhere and all that as long as, as long as I don't have to do video or do anything that I need to be on location. 
um, you know, yeah. it's kind of the, the world is your oyster. So, I mean, I am a little jealous that you're out running around like that in another country right now and I'm not running around too. So it's, um, well, you know, I'll, I'll figure out, I'll, I'll, I'll medicate myself. Be careful. Be careful. I might be that six, one guy with a red beard that comes, gives you a hug and be like, Hey, I made it. You're gonna be like, you are crazy. I can't believe you walked here from Sacramento. You get it, Shane. You get it. So tell us a little bit, some of the stuff, cause obviously you, you're big on the analytics side of things, right? You like testing. Obviously, Brafton was a great, like a, a test place for you because you got to get a lot, of, a lot of traffic, right? The idea of an A-B test, you have to get some traffic and see what's working. So tell us a little bit some of the lead generation strategies that you've done that you've implemented at Brafton that have been like a success. Like, I mean, obviously, I know you guys have case studies and stuff on the website, but give me, is there anything like you're like, hey, this is some cool stuff that we've been working on. We tried this and this was phenomenal. Is there anything you can, any fun stuff you can give us? Yeah, I mean, mainly it's the big two. It's organic search and it's email marketing. So many people just blow email marketing. They either ignore it or they don't do it right. And it's just, um, it, it's, it's sad because it's such, it's such a huge revenue driver. I mean, it's, it's one of the few opportunities where you can get the exact message you want right in front of the exact audience you want and yeah. you can actually nurture. So that's something that we, probably the first thing I tackled when I went in house was just to bolster that a little bit. But really my baby, I love email, but my baby was organic search. So about two, two and a half years ago, went through, took an audit of the entire website. And a lot of the commercial landing pages that we had were like, they were really informational intent, you know? So it was driving a lot of people that were, you know, how do I learn how to do content marketing, that kind of stuff, nobody buying anything. So the first phase was just changing all of the keyword targeting to commercial intent, buying types of keywords. And that gave us our first bump, but really what gave us the, what really gave us the huge bump. And we think like maybe five X all of our leads was using a new technique for writing content. Really. Um, we started writing content in a way where you take a keyword and then you would start writing to all of the main topics that all the main competitors are talking about. Right. So you write the most comprehensive piece of content available on the web for that particular keyword. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do a better job of ranking for it. And as a result of doing that, we've done it with all of our core landing pages and we've also done it with our blog. And after doing that, it's, it's, I think five X about our leads. So it's, it's kept up with the traffic as the traffic has gone up with Mm -hmm. increased keyword rankings and additional variant keywords. Since then we've actually been able to maintain the amount of leads that we get in. So like we talked about before, that's, that's the win that I feel. I love the email marketing. It's my baby. Sure. But seeing those keyword ranking explosions and then coming in all the leads coming in afterwards, that's what really did it. Yeah. And that, but how do you, that's kind of the question of the day. So when you see that, obviously over time, when you see those, that, that organic traffic and you see those things coming through, it's obviously phenomenal. How much, how much traffic are you guys getting a month approximately on, on Brafton? Um, let's see. When I, when I started, we were at about 25,000 sessions a month and now we're around a hundred to 110,000 a month. So <clears throat> closing in around a, about a million a year. Nice. That's beautiful. That's awesome. a long way so, to go. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a job. There's just a long way to go though. I mean, when you look at the big players in the space, you know, backlink go Neil Patel, they're, they're absolutely blowing everybody out of the water. So we, we want to set our sights higher. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, it's always, a, yeah, I, I just, I was just at a conference and Neil was speaking there. We had a little conversation afterwards. Um, I only went and talked to him because I was beating him out with some keywords. So I wanted to let him know that he's losing a, a few different areas. <laughs> How did he like uh, that? 
ah, he's pumped. He loves that kind of stuff. He loves it when I come and talk trash. So not always, it's not, you know, anyways, it, it was fine. We work, we were able to work it out, but, um, so it's cool, man. So it's, you guys have seen some big strides there in regards to like, kind of like read the, how you guys put your content out or the type of content you guys put out for more intent, right? The people that are looking yep. for your services. Yep. That's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what, I mean, I see, obviously, since you've been working with Brafton for so long and, and you like what, what are, and you kind of touched on Neil Patel and obviously Brian and Backlinko, like what are some other companies that you feel like are kind of crushing it from like a content and SEO perspective that put a good combination of that together? Cause you know, it's funny you look at like Brian's strategy versus Neil's are two very different strategies, right? I mean, you have Brian that puts out yep. content like whatever, once a month, whatever it is, it's, it's very inconsistent, but he puts out these big, crazy, you know, pillar pieces Right. And Neil probably puts out a lot more consistent yeah. stuff, but then the revamping of his content, like, what do you, like, what have you, like, what other companies, what other people, individuals do you see that they're like, man, that you think they're doing a phenomenal job. They're kind of on your radar. Um, I mean, we've, we've always been kind of following content marketing Institute, probably not quite as much now. Um, I mean, they were, they were the, the initial jump into the space, right? That they, they kind yeah. of define the space. So we initially set them as, as like the benchmark that we wanted to achieve. Um, and then since then, yeah, I, what I really like about like the Neil Patel's and about the, uh, you know, Brian's pieces is there, it's really getting at what Google's looking for. I mean, he's doing these step-by-step. Step. This is exactly how you do it. Um, here's the process that you can follow along with me and here's the results kind of thing. Yeah. Because now, now when I look at, if I look at search engine, I'm just going to start bashing them, uh, whatever. Search engine journal, search engine land. I'm looking at like media publication. I'm not really looking at yeah. Um, I'm not looking at something that's that's going to give me the tools that I need to really take my business and make a big dent in it. You know, I'm, I'm reading lists like they're, yeah. they're looking so, for so that you, right? They want, they want yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. It's, it's not where you. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, and I, you know, I send that not to talk bad about them because I I do write for them, but you know, um, like Inc. Oops. is one of those ones <laughs> that it's like, yeah, there we go. I'll just say it. Yeah. Um, so I probably will never be able to write for them again. But you know I mean? A lot of the stuff that I, you know, I read this like, Oh, the three things that Elon Musk did to become a billionaire. And I'm like, why am I clicking on this? And I click it on this like focus. He focused and he like drank tea and then he, you know, stays up for 12 hours. And I'm like, Meditated on a mountain while eating yeah. four activated almonds. Yeah, like, okay. yeah. With, yeah, with three goats. So I'm like, oh, yeah. the goats. Okay, I don't have goats. That's probably why. But um, I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's interesting when you see that because it's like obviously some of them are higher. Well, I mean, what's in more of an education side of things and less about like just putting out content to put out content. Like I've seen that with Huff, Huffington Post just recently. It started doing a lot more news stuff. I don't know if it's just on mm -hmm. my radar or why that is. I don't remember that before they were doing so anyway so it just kind of seems i don't know i mean people make a make their their switch in regards to content because of whatever they're looking for right whatever that's impressions and they want to sell ad space or the, whatever that is so you know they have certain numbers that they have to hit and i guess it's you know, everybody has different you know kpis or things that they have to you know be able to go to the higher ups and say hey we're doing this and we generate more traffic and whatever that may be um so cool so what are, i mean so there's so you got neil Patel, you got brian so is there anybody else and you said yeah. that institute of course, we're all, we're all following Rand Fishkin, right? And Spark Toro, his, um, his campaign against Google, which is, which is cracking me up, man. He's, he's basically built an entire case for Congress. Have you been following the things that he's been, I, I, interviewed, he's been releasing? I, I interviewed Rand a week ago. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. 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 It was, he was, he's, he's a fun um, interview, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's, 
Well, this is what's funny. So this is in people, if you haven't listened to the interview with Rand, you're going to have to listen to it. But this is what's funny about Rand. I had a crazy story about him. And so um, what happened was, this was, I don't know how many years ago, I'm terrible about like remembering years, like seven, eight years, 10 years ago, whatever it was, it was at Dreamforce. And I was with my wife mm-hmm. and we were eating. It was like a Mel's Diner type deal. And so Rand and all these other speakers were over there. And I knew that this was before, I'm not saying I'm a thought leader, but this was, I was just beginning doing stuff. So I was like, trying to figure things out. I was not on anybody's radar. I wasn't even on my own radar. Right. And so, um, and I told my wife, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go buy all of their dinner and we're just going to leave. I'm not even going to tell them who it was. My wife's like, why would you do that? I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to do it. So I went up to the waitress and I said, I'm going to buy all of their dinner. Don't tell them it was me. Like you, like if they ask you, be like, I don't know. It was random. Like I have no idea. So I bought their dinner and I left, never brought it up again. And so my brother who used to work at creative live, which out of San Francisco, so he came to me and he's like, this was a few years ago. And he's like, hey, I'm going to interview Rand Fishkin. And I was like, oh, I got a crazy story about Rand. So I was telling him this. Well, my brother ends up not telling him the story because they were trying to work out a deal. It didn't work out a deal. Or maybe they did do something. Anyways, it didn't come up. And, um, yeah. and so Rand was like, yeah, I'm going to be on the podcast. I was like, it's awesome. I was like, dude, I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to see if he remembers. So we're on there and he's, his uh, wife's name is a Joanne. Jodine. Yeah. Jodine. So she, I guess she was right next to him. And I, so I said, Hey man, I said, I got to bring something up with you because I brought it up with my wife and my wife really doesn't remember it. She goes, I don't remember you buying dinner for anybody. And then I'm thinking in my head, like, I imagine this. Cause this, you know, I mean, that's possible. Like, you know, it's, I've had a lot of craft beers in between those times. Like there's, you know, maybe got head trauma. I maybe I hit something. I fell. And I think that I did this for Rand. I don't know. Right. So probably all in the same night. Probably it probably was one night, um, which thank goodness there wasn't a lot of social media at that time. But anyways, so <laughs> what happened? So I, I bring it up. It's like, hey, do you? There was like a thing at Dreamforce, and I go, this is going to be really weird. I have no idea why I did this, you know. And I'm setting this thing up, and I'm sure he's sitting down, going, oh god, like what is this? Where is this going to go? And I said, somebody bought. It was like a Mel's diner, and somebody bought your dinner, and and you guys never knew who it was. He goes, you got to be kidding me. He goes, I totally remember. That. He goes, hey, Jodine. <laughs> Um, like, do you remember this one time? She goes, oh my God, I do remember that. Well, what they did yeah. is they went and bought the person next to him's dinner and they left. So no they kidding. kept it going. Yeah. So I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what point it stopped, but I thought that was super awesome. And I, I still to this day don't know why I did it other than I didn't think I was like, Hey, one day I'll have a podcast or be on there and I'll bring it up and it'll be super awkward and, and cool. Yeah. So anyways, I'm just telling you that because it was, we had a great conversation about you know, once again, Google and you know, the what's going on there. And he's like, God, I really wish they weren't doing this. And they're saying this and saying that I was like, somebody's ready to take on the big dog, which, you know, I do appreciate. Um, I've done that in my past. And this, it was actually a whole nother business that I had. And I got hmm. sued by six, I got sued for $65 million and had to fight the attorney general. Whole nother Ooh. conversation. Oh yeah, dude. So Whoa, I, wait, I, wait, I was, wait, wait. hold on. Give me, give me, give me 60 seconds. I'll give you. So the, the nobody, I've never talked about this on the podcast actually. So the quick 60 seconds is I had a business and what I was doing was I was suing banks for people that were taken advantage, taken advantage of during the mortgage crisis. So elderly people, people that speak another language that didn't have people translating them when it comes to loan docs. And so we built this company and we were, we, I mean, I had 14 to 1700 lawsuits against bank of America, Wells Fargo, big banks. So I was going after the big dogs. And so, but I was young and I was like, Hey, I feel like I'm doing good work because I'm, I'm helping people out that were taken advantage of, but there's a lot more to it in theory. Yeah. That's what I thought. But the funny part was, I mean, it's a crazy long story. In fact, there'll probably be one day that I'll write a book and do a movie about like, seriously, it's that crazy of a story. But the reason why I was doing it was to help people. And of course I was making money. Right. But 
it just got, when you, when you go up against the big dogs, right. When you're going, I'm going up against people that have billions of dollars or attorneys or like werewolves that like don't sleep and just eat flesh. I, I was this young <laughs> little lamb that was like, Oh, this is great. I'm helping all these people. And then, you know, so that's another, cool. we'll talk about this another conversation, but yeah. So, I mean, I think Rand is, you know, I'm, I'm, and I think he's built like that where he can get in there, but he's just got to know that when you start, you know, you go up against a big dog, you just got to be a little careful because there's, there's a PR side of things. And then there's just the other side of things that you just never know what that means. So, you know, shout yeah. out to bank of America and your black vehicles that followed me around for, for six months. <laughs> shout out to you guys. That's why I'll be in Bolivia here in about two weeks. There's, be a, there's a random accident in Bolivia. Just know they found me again. So yeah. So anyways, that's, that's funny. So finally I, I bring up this one story that I was never going to tell anybody. And then Jeff Baker just pulls it out of me. Um, so cool. So what other, what are, yeah, I know, there we go. Uh, we knew this was going to be that type of podcast. So what are some other things you see like in the marketing space, like any kind of emerging trends? Is there anything that you see that you're like, Oh, this is really interesting. Like, I know we did the podcast and we talked about influencer marketing. I know you're a huge fan of influencer marketing. I know you just you want to get that influencer marketing tattoo. Do you want to be an influencer? I get it. You just want to, you know, go out there and you're, you want your wood to be famous, which sounds super weird when I say that out loud. I meant would work. Be famous. I know. This is the worst. We're going to have to edit that. Please edit that last part. Just kidding. Don't edit it. Keep it going. Um, but what do you see like any emerging trends? Is there anything that you see that you're like, Hey, we're looking, you know, Brafton's looking at this or this is something I think is kind of interesting. Is it like AI? Is it, you know, machine learning or is there anything else even outside of all the, the shenanigans of the, that fun stuff? Is there anything that's on your radar? So you're going to, it's going to blow your mind, but it's influencers. <laughs> yes. Dude, those guys are crazy and they're growing. Yeah, but look. Like not, not in the way, not in the way that people think of like getting a model to pose in front of a Stoli bottle, you know, but I'm talking about like mm. actually how to go about creating a network and kind of creating like your own Rolodex of friends with content that you're creating and coming up with a, a good system to get people, very strong influencers in whatever space you're writing towards to contribute to an article, to give a quote to an article, to join a podcast, which is one of the main reasons why I host a podcast is because it's a very, very good way to network and make some good friends, right? For sure. Um, I see that on on a very, like a very small level that builds up to a really big level. So we do this with like every single blog post that we create, every survey that goes out, we're going to figure out who the top influencers are in that space. I mean, sometimes we just know it intuitively. You just know that, you know, SEO equals Rand equals Cyrus, but other times you can just hop into um, BuzzSumo and see who the top mm -hmm. influencing sharers are or something. And we'll just knock on their door and say, Hey, do you want to uh, contribute to this piece? Um, and Hey, a lot of times, you know, about half the time it's, it's pretty, um, it's flattering. People want to, they want to contribute. They want to be on the podcast. They want to talk about themselves. I love talking about myself right now. It's great. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. So I, I see this as a, as a virtuous cycle that doesn't get utilized enough because it just keeps building on itself. First, you get more authority with every piece that you create. Second, you get um, a much wider share. Like you get their audience as well because there's a good chance that they're going to share with their audience. And third, you might even make a friend that's going to share your stuff down the road too. So I, I really see this as something that's completely underutilized. Um, Andy Crestadina put out a good article on this. I was it an article? I don't know. I saw him post something on this recently. And it was, um, maybe it was at MozCon. I think it was at MozCon. Um, and it, it was like dead on with the direction that we're moving. So that's, that's, been my, that's been my excitement 
over the last couple of months here, just really putting together solid systems for that. What I think is, isn't that how we first met? I think, I, I think it, when you were oh saying God, that, because when you were saying that, I was like, I just had to, I gotta go look this up because I, because I have written for you guys and we, we did, I don't know what webinar, I don't know what it was. I can't remember what it was, but and I just was looking and I'm like, look at your little February 4th, 2018, my friend. We've been friends for yep. a long ass time. So yeah, it was Lauren and Allie and all these. Other. So anyways, I just was looking at that when you were saying that I was like, they're definitely doing that strategy for a little while. Cause I know I was a part of it a little, cause I was going to give you a hard time about, Oh, why haven't you reached out to me? And I was like, Oh, but maybe they have. So we got to be, you know, <laughs> so I get it. So it was, I was early part of that. I was an early part of your guys' early process. So I'm, I'm proud of that. Proud of that. Hopefully well, we you guys were, fly to the moon. We were, you were the first person we got. Was I really? We were just, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we just kind of jumped right into it and we made a list of the people that we wanted to target. You were in, in that list and we shot you a note. I don't think, what, what was it? We, I think we just wanted to get an interview with you and you jumped right on it and we're all, damn, this is a, this is a great idea. We should do this I'm, more often. I'm an easy win, man. I, I really am. I'm not, I put up like no fight. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, interview. Can I, people talk about you me? Can I talk about myself? Point. No, dude. I'm like, <laughs> You know, other people are like, well, I don't really know. Let me ask some questions. I'm like, dude, let's interview. Let's chat. Let's whatever we need to do. I yeah. mean, I think, I think you guys even came with a little cartoon character of my face or something. I do. I mean, this is all coming your, back to me because yep, it made me look you young. Yeah, I'll take a character. <laughs> I think I was shared the hell out of that thing. I was like, man, look at this. I'm, mom, think, look, I'm in a cartoon. A yeah, I don't no, think you had I, a beard. I think you had a small no. time. I literally, I literally probably took me two years to grow this beard. And this is where we're at today. So like the full beard that nobody can see. It, uh, Nobody you, can see you, it you, Sorry, you, Sorry how, how quickly can you bo- grow a beard? Like, just brag. How fast? Uh, yeah, yeah, I could get a decent looking beard in about a month. You're, I, don't even, I hate you. I'm, and I did just say that out loud. I, I mean, the thing for me, like I, this is literally taking me two years. And if I was to shave it, you can't see it as a podcast, but if I was to shave it, there's parts under here that they just, they have to overlap, like for it to look like any, if not, it looks like I'm, it looks like I've had, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a delicate balance, but it's a delicate balance to be able to, to stay this strikingly good looking with a red beard. So, you know, it is what it is, but let's, yeah. let's, I mean, I know that we're, we can talk about, you know, how awesome we are and the beards and everything. And I know that we could probably do a whole nother <laughs> podcast about that, but what are three tools that you guys use or that either yourself individually or even at Brafton? What are some, what are three tools that you're like SEO tools that you're like, Hey, these are like, we, we can't live without these. Um, I usually do use multiple tools. That's a good question. And the reason I figure is because I don't think there's any one tool that does everything great. I think there's yeah. most tools do one thing pretty well. And a lot of times they don't overlap. So <clears throat> for instance, I love Moz's keyword research tool. I think it's, I, I actually did, uh, that was one of the studies I published on Moz was ranking keyword difficulty tools and figuring out which ones actually correspond the most with rankings, which are most mm-hmm. accurate. So I love using them for keyword difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like using them for backlink checks. I think it's, a, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit behind hrefs, which I like looking for, for backlinks. Um, and I also use their keyword research tool as well. Um, and then sometimes if I just want to get like a very high level glance at a landscape, I'll look at SEM rush. And I think that's what they're best at. Like if you just want to take a look at where do I match up against other competitors, in my space, what kind of keyword overlap I use SEM rush. Yeah. Well, we use, those are the tools that we, I mean, there's a lot of tools, of course, everything. I, I agree with you. There's certain things that we use for certain things and certain, you know, it's like, you can look at one, they say, Hey, there's 5,000 searches. And the other one, there's like, there's 2,200. It's like, mm, okay. I mean, all right. So we got to figure that out. 
Yeah, yeah. None I mean, it's, it's just a general idea, but yeah, it's like, okay, well, I think it's somewhere in this vicinity. Yeah. I think it should be fine. Thanks, Jeff. It's been a really fun conversation. I still have a lot of questions for you about your work and what it's like to travel with remote work, but we'll cover that in the next segment. For today, let's call it a wrap. Before I sign out, I wanted to remind my listeners that you can always reach out to my team for any help related to SEO and content marketing. We can help you optimize your content so that it ranks higher in the SERP. For more details, check out shanebarker.com. That's all for today. Please stay tuned for the next episode of the Marketing Growth Podcast.